Hi, and welcome to DaVita Leadership Insights, a weekly podcast for DaVita teammates who want to become a better leader, both personally and professionally. I'm Grace Berman, a senior director with DaVita University. And I'm Doug Miller, a master coach and DaVita University faculty member. Today, we get to chat with our CEO of DaVita, Javier Rodriguez, and we're going to chat on this topic of leading with authenticity. Welcome, Javier. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show, Javier. We're excited to chat with you on this topic of authenticity. And, you know, I think that it's just such an important component of leading here at DaVita. Um, I want to start with a story that I heard about you um, from our former CEO, Kent Theory, where he uh, talked about when he joined the organization that um, 20 years ago, Total Renal Care was our name then. Um, We were on the brink of bankruptcy and a whole bunch of other things. And in this story, he shared that uh, it took you a while to fully commit and cross the bridge, as we like to say at DaVita. Could you talk a little bit about how authentic leadership played into that decision? Sure. The story is, of course, very real. And the way that that you have to go back in time, in 1999, we're a normal company. And then this person comes in, and he had just sold a company, and he starts talking about what seemed to me to be very unusual things. Uh, a culture of one for all in a village and in a its whole different language. Yeah. And what started to occur to me is, is this a way to get us to believe in something so he could sell the company, take it out of bankruptcy and make a bunch of money or something like that? And so what took a while is to say, is this really something that he believes in so that I can get behind and actually be a leader of it? And so where authenticity played a part in that is that I did not want to just repeat or be part of something until I knew it was going to be a true thing. So how did you decide whether or not he was authentic? How did you make, how'd you make that decision? I, I just remember going back home and talking to my wife a lot. And she said one night, um, hey, Javier, I know that you're skeptical, but you've said how many people don't don't take ownership and try to make the world a better place. Are you being one of them right now? <laughs> wow, that was a big call out, huh? <laughs> well, I rolled over and I said, you don't understand the issue. <laughs> uh, uh, and that was a dumb, authentic thing to say, uh, because of course it, w- it was just in my moment of insecurity. The reality is I woke up and, and, and then I started to challenge Kent a lot more, um, both personally and publicly, uh, to say support your statements, support your intentions. And he did, and he kept doing it. And he kept doing it not only by his actions, but by how we placed our investments and our money and our people. And before you know it, I was totally hooked because this was going to be a special place. That's just really cool that you went through that and you did what you had to do to, to really pressure test is, is this leader that who I'm going to be putting my life in, um, whose hands I'm putting my life in and, and all these other teammates, is, is he really being authentic? Is he true to what he says? Well, you know, at, at the end of everything, remember, uh, your team is your team and you want to lead in a way that's comfortable. And if your leader or, or your boss is telling you a way that he or she expects you to lead... Uh, you better make sure that you actually believe it and you agree. And if not, you're in the wrong place. Mm. And so that's that's what I was feeling at the time. And it sounds like your willingness to engage with him 
uh, generated new possibilities and made and made this you know what some people might say is a conflict actually generated more a deeper connection and um, probably also gave other people the opportunity to challenge themselves around it as well. It, it's a funny thing on life, right? Uh, conflict sometimes is uncomfortable. Sometimes it, it leads to the, a better outcome. Sometimes it just it's conflict. In this particular instance, it led to a, a dialogue. And so uh, Kent would say, if Javier feels that way, I wonder if others are feeling that way. And so he started to actually feel a lot more pressure to make it real and to show people his, uh, you know, his passion for it. And so uh, not always easy, not always smooth, but at the end, uh, it, it, it was the beginning, too, of town halls and to get people's voice in the room. And, and it, it led to a lot of our democracy in the way we have it now. Excellent. Beautiful. Cool. Yeah. So um, we talk about, you know, your experience on the other side of authenticity, really challenging whether or not your leader was being authentic. So how about um, from your perspective as a leader? So how did you build that muscle of authenticity for yourself in your own leadership? It, it was a sort of an unusual journey. So I, you never wake up one day and say, oh, I'm not going to be authentic. And you, <laughs> and, and the opposite is true. You never say, oh, I'm going to be authentic. Uh, <laughs> you, you usually just say, I'm going to be myself, right? I, I just want to be who I am. And along the way, uh, there's obstacles that, that sometimes, in my case, got me off track. Career aspirations or coaching or 360s or reviews from your boss uh, or conversations with your kids or your wife or your husband. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, they're telling you certain things that you thought were uh, were who you were, but you might be your flawed self or, or your ego or your insecurity, uh, in my case, uh, crept in. And before you know it, you you just kind of, I veered away. And, and then there was sort of those reset conversations. And, and the, the, the beauty of these conversations is that people are actually themselves trying to keep you real and, and the realness comes from a place of happiness. They want you to be happy in who you are. Excellent. And we're talking about authenticity, but if you were to define it, how would you define authenticity? It's funny when you said, hey, you want to have a podcast on authenticity, I, I kind of laughed. Authenticity wasn't used uh, it was used in art world. Uh, you know, is it a fake painting or is it authentic or, or, or you know, so for that kind of thing. And then uh, X years ago, I don't know if it was three or four years ago, it emerged as a leadership trait that you were authentic. And it's sort of a, you know, three, four syllable word, <laughs> right? So you got to be careful with it. Uh, but for me, it's just a simple thing. Are, are you being real to who you are in your heart? And that just, does, it doesn't mean that you don't challenge yourself to be something other than that. But is it is it true to the character of the person you are? And why do you think that it's captured the culture's attention, or what's the impact of being authentic? I think uh, there's just so many pressures to say and do what society expects you to say and do now, uh, and so everything gets attacked. And and uh, oh, if you don't believe in this, uh, maybe you know you're not welcome in our in our group or our team. So then everybody's kind of you know trying to be safe. And then before you're safe, all of a sudden you're like, is that who I am? Hmm. And so people are attracted to, to, I think, leaders that are who they are naturally, of course, learning and growing and pushing themselves, but true to their core. And I think that that's the genesis of it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So could you maybe share a time when 
maybe you haven't um, been your authentic self when you caught yourself not being authentic, as you mentioned, yeah, things things come into play, and then all of a sudden you find you can find yourself not being true. So, can you share a time when that happened to you? Sure. Uh, well, I've had a couple, but but uh, or many, and and uh, it, it usually comes from a place of insecurity and or flattery in that you're uh, trying to imitate someone that you really respect, right? And and then before you know it, it's like they can pull it off because <laughs> they're much better than you at something, and you and all of a sudden you know using those uh, that type of language. And so I can I can remember the first time I was uh, speaking in an academy publicly. And I felt pressure to feel and sound smarter or to make my story more interesting than it really was. And, and then at the end, I said, hey, how'd I do? And I'll never forget it. They said, you were really in your mind. You weren't in your heart. Mm-hmm. And it really didn't have the passion that you normally have. And, and, and I thought about it a lot. And I just said, boy, that really kind of wasn't me. Hmm. Yeah, to speaking of you and being authentic, um, you know, in DVU, in our DVD University programs, we do a lot of work to help people dig a little bit deeper and do powerful self-reflection to figure out who they really are kind of under that superficial level. One of the things that we've done is explored beliefs and looking at what are a leader's beliefs with the idea that if they get clear on that, they could then be more authentic in their leadership. Would you be willing to share a few of your beliefs? Sure. Uh, and, and this is kind of an interesting question that you asked about my beliefs because it was another time where I find myself not to be true to myself. Uh, the first time that beliefs started at DeVita was uh, me going to the village and saying my personal beliefs. And in drafting them, I, I said them out loud and I was so proud of them. And Dave Herman, our chief wisdom officer, said, Oh my God, those are terrible. And <laughs> oh I was goodness. so angry at them. I had spent so much time uh, and it went back to that same thing. I wanted my beliefs to be very inspirational and, and high level and whatnot. And my personality is actually quite simple. And so I felt like I had to be, you know, I believe in equality of all and da 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 da, which mm. I do. Right. But it wasn't what people, uh, what I wanted to do at the time. What I wanted to do was talk about my true inner core beliefs. And, and so the one that, that drives a lot of me, uh, and, and I have 10 and I've expressed them to the village, so I won't bore you through them because they're, they're just, they're long and they're very true to my heart. We'll have a separate episode where you can just read them all. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, But the one that really uh, is at the core of a lot of my actions is that I believe that life is really fragile Mm -hmm. and and, uh, and that I have some uh, remorse and some guilt around the fact that my parents uh, sacrificed so much for me and they live in Mexico and I don't get to see them and I cheat them of having their grandkids and access to, uh, you know, our family. And they did so much for me. Um, and that drives who I am in the sense of, of the importance of family and how much I care for your families and how, how much uh, I, I want to enjoy life and create memories because you never know what's going to happen. So at the core of life, I think that it can change at any point. So we have to remind ourselves to stay, um, stay present and enjoy what we have now. Wow. That's – sorry. I'm just uh... – to be authentic, it really did uh, hit me personally what you just said, because my my family came from an immigrant background as well, and so they came from Taiwan, sacrificed a lot, and so 
I just want to say thank you for sharing that. And uh, I think it is really helpful to to remember what drives us and kind of where why we are, where what we are and where we want to go. So thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah, with that, I, I think I have to figure out how to say this next question, right? So, <laughs> um, so, so thank you for sharing one of your core beliefs. And um, when we talk about beliefs, I think in authenticity, a lot of the authenticity comes from that. And also there are some things that we're just not quite good at yet. Maybe the belief is there and the intent is there and it's pure, except we're just not good at certain things until we do uh, to, to practice them and do them better. So I, I know that I struggle with that sometimes where I'm trying to build a new skill or maybe overcoming an insecurity. And I just feel like I'm faking it, right? Like I'm, I'm faking it. I'm an imposter. Somebody's going to find out. And, and, and yet I still need to do it so that I can get better at uh, a skill. So can you share an example of maybe when you've had to, to fake it, like fake it till you make it? <laughs> well, it still continues actually. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have some breaking news here. For those of you that have been here, maybe it's apparent. I hope it's not. But I hate, hate uh, uh, public speaking. And, and uh, English is my second language, and that's not an excuse. But when I get nervous, my accent comes out. And so I, I, I have to concentrate not for that to happen. And at the same time, making sure that I'm energetic and, and, and have my body language into it and whatnot. And so it's not a natural state for me. Uh, and people say, oh, you're, you're being hard on yourself. I've seen you on stage. And but what people don't see, uh, for example, we just passed a village wide a couple months ago, and I practiced probably over 150 hours. Wow. Wow. Uh, and, and you say, well, Is that billable time? Yeah, exactly. Did we pay you for that? <laughs> it, well, my wife by the end is so tired. They're like, I know your whole presentation. And I'm like, oh, I don't know why I keep forgetting it. Uh, and and, and there, there's just a, a, it's not a fake it till you make it for me. It's I want to do well for the village. I mm. so respect what these people do for us, every one of them in the in the room, and I want them to be honored uh, in that moment in time, and I want them to know how much I care for the things that we haven't done well and how much I care for the things we're about to do. And, and doing that on stage with the lights, with the people is, is uh, really hard for me. What are some of the things that you've done to make sure that you continue to bring your authenticity into that into that place where you're building that skill? Yeah. Uh, against many uh, coaches, I still inject some humor. Sometimes, unfortunately, <laughs> it's inappropriate <laughs> humor, and I get coached on that. Um, That's a good way to put it. I get coached on that. <laughs> I leave, and I'm like, what do you think? <laughs> Remember the inappropriate thing I said. Uh but at the end of it, uh, I, I do want to put personal stories mm -hmm. uh, about my life, and, and I want to inject a bit of humor and, and remind us of, of how amazing of an opportunity we have, as opposed to sort of being overwhelmed by the stage. Say, gosh, you have an opportunity if you can make uh, people go home and treat our patients differently or treat our teams differently, you know, make the best of it. And yeah. that, that's what keeps me going. You know, it's interesting. I feel like it the, the way that you just described that is by tying it back to a deeper belief or a why behind what you're doing so that you can bring that to that situation, so you can bring that authenticity out even when you're building a new skill. Yeah, that's, that's a, it's a great point. And, and, and you have to believe in something greater because if you're just saying, for example, I want it to do for, for career advancement, 
that might be a, 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 a real feeling, but it's going to be hard to fake it, right? Uh, as, as opposed to if you say, I want to do this because I think it's going to be good for my team or my people or my patients or whatnot. Then all of a sudden you have what I'd call a, a broader inspiration. And in, in, in my uh, particular example, I have this huge amount of passion to do well for the team. Yeah, I think it builds. I think it builds trust, deeper trust, and then you're, you know, I I want to follow you more when I f- see an authentic leader because I trust them and I believe that they're in it for me as well. Yeah, and I love that tip, the story piece of it, because I, I, that's how I experience you, Javier, when you're uh, most authentic is I can hear something about your life, right? And that brings out the authenticity for me. So I think that's a great tip for our listeners out there is to be able to connect to something personal and then express it in, in a way that's relatable to other people. Yeah, you know what's another tip that helped me? My, uh, I have a friend, and he he has what I call a corporate voice. You know, he sounds different at home than uh, when, when he's speaking to someone at work. And it really uh, made me think, do I have a corporate voice? And so one <laughs> of the things that keeps me uh, more uh, real to who I am is to say, would I talk like this to my wife? Would I talk like this to my kids, to my mm. brothers, to my parents? And if, if I'm speaking differently then I want to start to think about that. Yeah, do you, do you use the words like synergy a lot with your family? Synergy, <laughs> best BDPs, market share, all exactly. that. Yeah. When people talk, it's, it's a funny, people like talk about the DeVita culture, and I'm like, why do you use the word culture? It's such a mm. corporate word, you know, mm. for me. I'm like, what's the culture like at home? I'm like, what? What are you talking <laughs> about, right? Right. And, and so instead is, what do we want our environment to be like? Mm. What, what, you know, how do we want to treat ourselves? And it just makes me be different. Yeah. And I, as we're on this conversation, too, I, I think it's really important for us to just note to our listeners out there that we, um, we, we don't, if something's not natural to you yet, we don't want you to give up on something that would help you become a better person. So, for example, for you talking about Javier, that you're, you're uh, not a natural at public speaking, which, yeah, shocked all of us when we learned about it <laughs> several minutes ago. And, uh, and you didn't stop. You didn't stop trying. You didn't say, hey, I'm not going to get better at public speaking because that wouldn't be authentic to me. I'm not a great public speaker, and if I became good, I would be totally inauthentic. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. No, it, it, it's a great point, and and uh, I I go through that tension when I get my three sixties, my my feedback. Right. You say, okay, which one of these elements do I need to get better at, and which ones are actually not going to help me? And that's a close call because you could have blind spots, and people are there to help you, et cetera. So that's a that's a bigger conversation, of course. Yep. We are at that time in our episode where we ask our guest, what's one simple practical thing that you would have our listeners go out and try right away that would lead them towards authenticity? Well, I can tell you, I backed into this one uh, when Dave asked me to write down my beliefs and then criticized him, uh, which hurt uh, like crazy. <laughs> he should listen to our episode on feedback, he how, should. To give, yes. how to give feedback. Yeah, he should. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but it was a, one of the biggest gifts I've ever had, hmm. um, not only because it, it made me dig deep uh, and write them down, but then it gave me a sense of purpose. And then, and then I was able to share it with my family, and it's changed the dynamics with my family. Uh, in, a, in a meaningful way. So not only did it help me to realize more who I truly am and who's my authentic self, uh, but it helped my family. And then it led to them doing it. 
And so it's been sort of the gift that keeps on giving. So I would just say uh, spend the time and invest. I know at, at, at the David Academy, you do your credo. And, and so that's, that's the beginning. You should look at your credo and then go back to beliefs. And it's a huge gift. Beautiful. Oh, thanks for that tip. And thanks for being on the show today. Wow, this is fun. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, You're going to have to come back. You are going to have to come back. Can you I'm commit a- to that right now authentically? <laughs> if I'm invited back, I'm coming back. Yes. Excellent. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Javier. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. What an enlightening conversation with Javier. Mm-hmm. I just really appreciated his candor. Or should I say authenticity? <laughs> yes, you <Yeah>. should. <laughs> and I loved his tip at the end. Start with your beliefs. Maybe start by writing down your top five and really asking yourself if they feel true to you and not what you think someone else wants you to believe, but that they're actually your own beliefs. I completely agree. And speaking of tips, Grace, I don't know if you're ready, but it's my turn to follow up on a tip from our last episode with Dave Mon. All right. On driving for results the DeVita way and being firm and being kind. Yeah, that was a great tip. How or did it go? Being kind and being firm. I'm I'm I think it's you don't, I, it doesn't really you're still matter. Still working as long on the order? You, yeah. Yeah. So it went really well. And what I have to say, Grace, is this is a really good one. I'm really glad I got it because it is a place that I sometimes struggle to be firm, uh, to be firm. Yeah. And I just end up being kind. You really are kind. I think that comes naturally to you. And yeah, the firm piece. That's yeah, it's hard. that strength overused, right? Yeah. So, so part of my fear is that if I'm going to be firm, it's going to disrupt the relationship and, um, and create distance in the relationship. And, you know, I did it again. I took that risk and was uh, firm with somebody. And once again, the results were uh, disconfirmed my fears and it actually built the relationship. It built connection. It built uh, trust. Um, and it added and created a really productive uh, productive conversation. That's cool. Way to be firm and be kind. Thank you. Ah, well, thanks for sharing that. And for our listeners, we would also love to hear your stories and tips as well. Please check out our show notes and click on the listener mail link to find out more about submitting your stories and tips in writing or through a voice message. And if you enjoyed this podcast and all of our podcasts, please rate us on iTunes or click on the survey link in our show notes so that we know how we're doing. And we will see you all next week. One for all. And all for one.